Hello and welcome to the Rigori Podcast, the show that says World Cup, we don't need no stinking World Cup. I'm joined as always by the world's biggest Venezia fan, Pete Doherty. Oh no, sorry, Marco Rinaldi, my cousin Marco, how are you? Uh, yeah, alright. I think we've got quite a few things to chat about. Yeah, yeah, we promised one of our most loyal listeners, Chris King, said he was hoping it would be a spicy episode, not knowing that we're actually planning to carry on through the World Cup break and do a bit of Serie B chat. He was hoping that this would be a particularly um, spicy episode to tie... He's not going to be disappointed. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. So, I mean, yes, yes. Juventus beat Lazio 3-0, yada yada, we don't care. What we want to know about Marco is this week you had a run-in with Venezia Twitter. It's, it's kind of been in the air, a bit like a thunderstorm that's been brewing for a while. But tell us, tell us in your own words, um, as a man that was at the centre of this uh, this dispute, what, what exactly happened? Yeah, well, I certainly didn't start it, let's, let's put it that way. Um they, on Friday night, I think it was, they posted a picture. Someone obviously had been at a Pete Doherty concert for reasons unknown to them. Um, and uh, that this, you know, washed up pop star was wearing a Venezia shirt. And the Venezia account then tweets about it twice, very excitedly, because this guy's wearing a shirt. And I didn't comment um, at all, but someone, another Venezia fan that I know, uh commented about it and I just replied to say it infuriates me all they give a shit about is selling shirts um, and then that led to the actual Venezia account or the you know the Venezia English account responding basically telling me off for, for, for doing that saying that I'm better than that which says a lot about how much they don't know me and uh, uh, I then you know, they, they actually, the language they used was to say that it's bullshit what I was saying. And then it proceeded to tell me, you know, I'm better than that, blah, blah, blah. So I responded by saying, well, you're, all you generally post about is football shirts. You're pinned tweets about football shirts. Um, all we want is to see some belief that, that you're interested in the football side of things and that we, you know, you've got the right people in place and I'm not sure you do. Hopefully you prove me wrong. Hopefully hopefully the new manager Vanoli um is is what we need and we we end up doing brilliantly on the pitch but that's what fans care about um and and then they came back again you know and then i think you tweeted yeah, about yeah, it yeah, afterwards yeah, I, I, we, and they came back to you i mean i didn't bother no, responding no, no, to no, that no no i i then only as sort of the voice of reason like you know when you see a couple that you really care about having a fight and you want them to make up and sort out their differences. I'd, I'd, but I totally get, we've spoken about it often enough on this, but I totally get where you come from. That I compared it to like the new customer, old customer thing with bookies or banks or whatever that, yeah, yeah, give great offers to your new customer and, you know, by all means, try it. Your merchandising has been a chronically underused part of Serie A. You know, they have taken their eye off the ball on that. But the danger is that in pursuing the new faces, the Pete Doherty's, whoever, um, you know, whoever's on I'm a Celebrity next, you, you forget about your core fans. And, and what your core fans care about is not the new strip, not the thought. Yeah, yeah, we like them. 
But, um, you know... Not we, always. No, yeah. no, ah, yeah, that's also <laughs> true. That's also true. But, you know, we want results. And, you know, I found it quite telling that, um, that they responded by saying, you know, oh, yeah, everybody's happy, you know, when we're winning. But when we're losing, you know, we get, we get this. Well, of course, that's what happens. You know, so... Why not time it a bit better? I was thinking, you know, show a bit also, of sensitivity the, the, and, and, and put it out. Yeah. You know, when, when I, th- I, th- I think the, the response, you know, in one way you could say, well done. You know, they're engaging and they're listening and okay. But to me, it's like they're listening so that they can jump on it and say, it, you know, if anyone says anything slightly critical, they can be defensive about it. Um, and their response to me is a bit tone deaf, you know, they, they, you know, they tried to sort of placate me by saying we've been, you know, we know Marco's a knowledgeable fan since we set up this account in 2016. Blah blah blah. He's better than this and all this sort of stuff. But the, at the end of the day, they're sort of like, "What? Why are you getting triggered by a tweet about football shirts?" And that shows to me that they don't understand. They still don't get the issue. No. It's not that particular tweet about Pete Doherty wearing a football shirt that is the issue. It's that it's representative of everything that they seem to care about on that social media account. And it's sort of, you know, um personifies the, the whole issue at the club, which is that they, they don't they're more obsessed about marketing and getting eyes on their marketing stuff than they are about getting the football side of things right or or if they're not as they say they aren't it doesn't come across that way and you know they they tried to defend to to the guy that originally tweeted we're only nine points off the playoff slots well after this weekend you're not you're now further back than that and also that's an interesting way to put it because after 13 games after being relegated from Serie A we've got nine points in Serie B well, and that, we're second bottom yeah, of the table. Yeah, well, that was, you know? that was telling. I was going to get to that, that after this spat, obviously, it was going to back you up more if Venezia did the decent thing and lost the game. And they did again. Um, a, a tough game for you this weekend, though. I mean, that, that wasn't, you know, there was no disgrace, I don't think, in, in losing to Regina. But, you know, the, the, the time to turn the corner is is fast disappearing. And it, it, it does... It does. It does sort of. Fall, it goes badly with fans if you're then if you're then so excited about somebody wearing one of your strips. Yeah, that's what the issue is. It's just like if they could be more, you know, acknowledge that things aren't going right and tweet about that and say that you know they're working hard and all that sort of stuff. Then fine. Then fans are like, you know, they won't be happy, but they'll accept that. It's when there seems to be a complete tone deafness to the yeah. to the actual situation of the football club, which is more important than it, than selling strips, I think. But um, you know, I didn't actually see the game from what I hear, and when I watched the highlights, um, it looked like in the first half we had an improved performance. I saw Buzio was playing in a sort of number ten position, which hopefully I still think he's a good player, but he's lost his way entirely. Hopefully, he can do it. Johnson started; he was lively. We created a lot of chances in that first half from what I saw. Uh, second half was more back to the old thing. But, you know, Regina are a decent team. Hopefully there are signs there for a future uh, for turning the corner and maybe Vanoli is the man to do it and he can bring all these disparate players together. I hope so. I would love, as I said, and I said this meaning it to the whoever runs Venezia's social media, I want them to prove me wrong and... You know, I'll be delighted if they do. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think, the only thing I would say is fair play to them for, as you say, for having a dialogue and not just blocking you or whatever. I know a lot of very thin-skinned social media 
just that's it. If you see anything kind of mildly critical, um, they, they, they immediately hit with the block button. Although, you know, I'm not, not all my breath in case that happens later in the week. But, yes, you know, quite. but, um, you know, I, I think fair play to them on, on that front. Anyway, moving away from your disgruntledness and let's move on to mine because it was, as I say, a spicy weekend for, for me as well. It was, um, a painful one. It was a very familiar pain to me, though losing to Milan, because it felt a bit like losing to Inter in in some ways. Not as many goals, not as exciting. But if you go to the reigning champions and go a goal behind in ninety seconds, then you know to come back into it as well as Fiorentina did and play as well as they did. And then come away with nothing is pretty is pretty painful. Equalised through Barak, not a brilliant goal, but a, a well deserved equaliser. I thought on the the balance of play. Milan seemed to be like you know, obviously they've got players heading off to the World Cup. It was almost as if they switched off and thought that's it, job done. We've got ahead. But, but Fiorentina had come. I don't know if they would have played that way. I mean, I'll never know if they would have played that way at nil nil. But certainly they came with an enterprising approach and. Were, were worth the equaliser. Second half was more balanced, but there were two key incidents that, as I say, were so reminiscent. One was a call for a penalty on Jonathan Ikoni, which I don't know if Fikayo Tomori slid yeah, in, slid in, and, 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 you know, to me anyway, it looked like there was minimal, if any, contact he made with the ball, plenty contact with Ikoni's leg. Now, I think... Reading between the lines, it sounded as if the referee said, well, they've told me it wasn't a clear enough error, which, fair enough. But then I only go back to the Inter game where Terra Chano appeared to get plenty of the ball mm-hmm. and that yeah, that wasn't enough for VAR. So those sort of inconsistencies are infuriating. And, you know, the perception is, perhaps wrongly, but the perception is that if it had been the other way around, it would have almost certainly been given a penalty. The big team, the big air team, because sometimes Fiorentina are the bigger team, we've benefited from decisions, but the, the big air team will get the, the the rub of the green. And then only to compound that uh, in the final seconds again, Fiorentina felt this, I, I, I didn't think it was a foul on the goalkeeper, uh, Rebic sort of leapt into Terracano, I mean, more Terracano leaping into Rebic, but earlier in the move it looked as if Rebic had fouled um, Alfred Duncan, um, he was lying on the ground and, you know, it was terribly reminiscent of Dzeko's nudge again. You know, you give them, you don't give them. Um, and the ball comes into the box and this time, instead of it being Venuti battering it off somebody or into the net, it was um, it was Milenkovic that turned into his own net. Everyone went home happy because they got what they wanted. Milan had the victory and, you know, if you're in Tina, the little team has to just um, lick its wounds and, and head home. I mean, did you see much of that game, Marco? Am I being, am I being un, uh, totally biased or just mildly biased? <laughs> I would say mildly biased <laughs> is, is what's going on here. Um, no, uh, the, yeah, I, I think, you know, from what... I, I, didn't, I didn't see the game, I saw the highlights, but... Um, from what I saw on that, the you know Fiorentina looked like they had done enough to get a point, certainly. And yeah, obviously it's always painful to lose like that. And but it is just one of these things, and it, it, that's not an excuse. But against these bigger teams, like you say, especially when you're away to them, then it's going to be difficult to get the decisions that are in your favour. Um, and I think you were unlucky. I agree. I, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm 
must admit, I missed the Rebich foul on Duncan. I, I thought they were moaning about the, the, the foul on the goalie, <laughs> they were moaning yeah, which about... I didn't think really was. No, no, I, they were moaning about both. Uh, but yeah. I, th- I thought the original one where, I mean, it could almost have seemed that, that Amrabat, who was absolutely amazing, if you know, I think he's going to be a, well, I don't know how far Morocco can go at the World Cup, but he's been an absolute revelation for Fiorentina this season. He really, I don't say bossed that game, but he was a, he was really powerful back and forward, you know, covered the whole of the midfield and rarely made a mistake. Well, it could have looked as if he'd fouled Duncan, but I mean, replay showed that there was, as I say, you know, you give it, you don't give it. But you, you get the feeling, though, that, as I say, if it had been the other way around, if Fiorentina had somehow bungled in a, a, a 93rd minute goal, they'd have gone back. Ten minutes to find a to find a foul. As I say, that's the that's the cynical view. Perhaps perhaps not true, but in Italian football, we're often shown to be true historically. So you know, yeah. it, it was a it was a painful one to take. And you know, it was just Fiorentina were on a good run. Milan weren't on a particularly good run. Um, it obviously sends them into. I don't think, you know, I, I try not to be. Although I was infuriated at the full time, I try not to be entirely results based. And I, I thought that Fiorentina's football there was actually better than some of the games they've won. They've played much worse than that, you know, especially in the first half. I thought they played really well and they had a great chance. Jonathan Ikone had one cleared off the line by mm-hmm. Tomori yeah, that, late yeah. on, you know, so they, they did have their chances. On, on the break, you know, they were, uh, I think it's only fair to say Milan did hem them in, did and, and Rafael Leao, having scored the opener, skied one over the bar that was much easier, I think, you know, so there were chances for Milan as well. But, Fiorentina's overall performance I thought was good and you know we won't have that many players going to the World Cup so you know you've got to hope that that's they come back despite that setback maybe that gives them a bit of fire in their belly to to come back and win and win other games so anyways I say I'm still raging Marco's still raging so you know that's that's good the listeners will want to will want to know that on, on a more on a more positive um, note we, we always like to give kudos to the Scottish boys doing well in Italy and, and sort of flying high at the moment. Lewis Ferguson with Bologna and he was on the score sheet again this weekend with an absolute worldy. I mean, yes, against struggling Sassuolo and yes, when they were 2-0 up, but a beautiful goal, Marco. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. It was a lovely, it was a lovely goal. A nice curler and he hit it sort of first time after a 1-2. So, it, yeah, it was a, it was a great goal. Um, and he seems to have really settled in well to that to that team. And actually, I have to admit, I'm surprised by the impact that Mota's made on the bench there at Bologna. Um, he does seem to have had, a, you know, a positive impact. I'm not. I never. I wasn't really sure about how good a coach he was, but he does seem to have, have worked something there that that, it, that seems to be coming to to fruition. And they've also got, you know, Arnautovic has been good this season as well. So. They're an, they're an interesting team. You kind of forget about them a bit, I suppose, in the in in the middle of the table. But um, they can cause they can cause anyone. A, a I, I tough think game. so. I mean, they obviously got a bit of a howking of bad mood Inter during yeah. the, the week. I mean, I think Inter took out their frustrations of the the derby d'Italia on them. But but globally, yeah, that's so. I've said this before. They've got a nice spine to them. Mm-hmm. Gary Medel. Ferguson, Arnautovic, that that forms a nice, you know, they don't do anything fancy, particularly from what I've seen, but they do it pretty well. And as I say, you know, Ferguson curling that shot in will do his reputation no harm. I saw stories through the week of him being linked with a move to Juventus, 
But I mean, I think he's probably far too attack minded for that to actually <laughs> happen. You know, unless he can, unless he can cover his defensive duties and uh, and fuel a counter attack, then I don't think he's going to end up at Juventus. But I uh, hats off to hats off to Lewis Ferguson, a cracking cracking performance. There were some other big games that just to get round the get round the country. Some other big games at the weekend. Obviously, Napoli kept their their winning run going. You know, it was a funny game that because you know they looked. They were really out of sight, and then the kind of a rare mistake um, from Kim Minji that that let Udinese kind of give them a fright. But really, it would have been a it would have been a ridiculous result yeah. from what I saw. And I was going to ask you, Mark, is there anything better in the football world just now than a Victor Osimhen header? I just, yeah, no, I just love watching him. I yeah, just yeah. love watching him go up for these because you know it may be a thing that we might be the last generation that sees heading a ball in football because mm. of um, you know all the all the health implications that it has. And if it is the case, you know, and rightly if it's going to you know going to protect people's health, but what what goals he scores? I think that's something. It's that seven goals in his last six games. He's absolutely absolutely on fire, and I mean that. That, as we've said before, will be Napoli's frustration that this that this break they they go in, you know, sitting well clear in great form. But who knows what we come out of the World yeah, Cup with? That's exactly. a, that's that's the that's the annoying thing for them. But uh, yeah, I mean another another good win for them. And another three tour was say uh, was the Inter game Atalanta Inter another another good game there. Lukman on the on the score sheet again, and it marked the return of um, Jose Luis Palomino. Controversial figure. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you followed his story, um, but he was banned in the in the summer for you know failing a drugs check, and then that was appealed, and they they've now accepted to think that this was a accidental, um, which is what everybody says. But it was actually so he was cleared. You know, Italian justice has sporting yeah. justice cleared him to play. Well, he had an eventful game to say to say the least because he. He scored it. He scored at one end, and then, the, fortunately for him, the wrong end. I mean, it was a yeah. it was a cracking goal, and then just to prove Palomino that he was no one trick pony, he <laughs> went up the other end and scored at the opposite end. But it wasn't good enough, though. I just wanted to talk about that game for that terrible. Joke. I know. I could tell um, you were working. You know, I know there. it's bad. It's bad. It's like a telegraph. The punch now. <laughs> so you were already hiding behind your people. Can't see. Michael already had his head in his hands <laughs> before I even delivered that line. But it's funny. I mean, no. I mean, obviously, Atalanta was a setback for them. Inter. I just think. I think they'll be regretting their attitude, their approach to the Derby d'Italia. You know. I mean, you are obviously in good form now. Um, and have developed this, you know, they're getting players back, what we've said, they're getting the young players. They're just deadly on the break. I mean, tonight, I wasn't going to speak about Juve, but the first goal, it was a, it was a chronic piece of goalkeeping from Pro, yes. from Providel, you know, and then that, once you let Juve get ahead, I mean, as it's, it was just a long ball through, I don't know why he came galloping out when there was a defender um, side to side with Keane, finished it nicely, chipped it over him, but then, you know, that was already... I think Lazio's possession stats were up at about 63, 65%. It only went higher after that as they tried to... And you just... I, I don't even find UV all that much fun to watch. I mean, they're, they are, they're brilliant on the break, but it's just that, that sitting in and sitting in. But as I say, you know, the Inter maybe peed off at, at not 
finding a way to break them down. I'll be interested to see with UV if they go behind to somebody, um, you know, a more stuffy side, how they how they unlock them then. I don't know if they've got, you know, they've undoubtedly got the players to do it, but I don't know if they've got the kind of the tactician in charge to do it. That's the that's my reservation um, about them. One 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 tip I might might give you a betting tip to people. Uh-huh. UV were fourteen to one to win the Europa League, oh, yes. which seems pretty generous to me, given their sudden uptick in form and the players they're getting back and everything like that. So, yes, they did. They were awful, truly awful in the Champions League. Um, but they do seem to have turned some sort of a corner now. Um, we can, you know, we have our doubts about how, you know, how good that is and how they would sustain against good opposition. But there isn't that much in the Europa League there that, that they have to fear, I wouldn't have thought. And if they do have Pogba back, Di Maria, Chiesa, um, then, you know, it seems pretty good value to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I know some uh, I know some punters in Italy who, who uh, contacted me to get them those odds in the, in the UK. Obviously, you know, things are slightly biased here towards, uh, you know, if there's an English team left in the competition, they tend to go with them. Or or the other kind of bigger guns, but you're right. There aren't any gigantic guns in that competition. The draw was quite kind to them, at yeah. least at least apparently. And you know, it's only the only proviso always with Italian teams is you know if if their league revival were to continue, would they? How committed would they be to that? I mean, personally, I think they'd be foolish not to be committed to it because. It buys you time with fans. If you know, if you're not, yeah, you know, absolutely. it's going to be a fight to to win the Scudetto. Probably out of reach, maybe not, but probably, you know. Um, but to go far in that Europa League, you're right. It doesn't look. Um, it was so, you know. Everyone phone in and thank us when they uh, when that when that comes in and UV are. I'll give you at least they'll make you be able to celebrate UV winning something, which is you know <laughs> is a rare is a rare is a rare treat. Anyway, I, I just I wanted to finish off just with a, a, a bit of a downer. I was going to talk about the World Cup, but I felt I had to say something just about um, the 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 game today between struggling Verona and Spezia and the uh, Bartolome Dragovsky sadly getting an injury that's going to rule him out of the World Cup. It was really quite upsetting actually. I think all the players all the players were upset. And it, it just to me it just highlights the nonsense again, if it needed highlighted, of having a World Cup slap bang in the middle of a season that you know I mean I, I don't know the full extent of the injury, but obviously in a normal World Cup year you'd have a bit of time um to, to for players to recover. But I just feel it's it's skewing the, the season Incredibly, players holding back, um, you know, maybe subconsciously. I mean, they, they they always say we don't, we're professional, but I I can't think that you know normal. But I think a Nico Gonzalez at Fiorentina, and it just you know Italiano, the coach said almost as much that he feels he's not in the right place mentally to play for Fiorentina just now. So that's Fiorentina. I haven't had him. In the run-up, but he's part of Argentina's squad. He'd probably be a standout player for them, and that will be that will really drive Florentine's cuckoo. But you know, just sending out the best thoughts to Dragovsky, really, because you know, although he had his highs and lows at, at Fiorentina, it must it's a sickener. And it? Poland's a big um, a big team for Serie A at the World Cup. I think all three goalkeepers, Chesney, Dragovsky, and Skorupski, yeah. were all were all Serie A keepers. So a real a real shame for for him to miss out. I know his his team at least did the 
the decent thing and and got a got a two one win. But but thoughts thoughts with him really? Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be fair, this injury like he's broken his ankle, so and it looked yeah. quite bad. So I don't think that's a thing that even if it was no no you know, you'd recover from no. the World Cup, but. Yeah, what you're saying is absolutely right. I mean, I can't quite believe that the World Cup is starting in, I don't know, is it next week? Yeah, yeah, next, next week. And, and, yeah. and like the, the people have been playing league games up to this point. I mean, I, I can't see how any team is going to be properly prepared for a World Cup on that basis. It's nonsense. But um, you'll notice I haven't. I don't know the details because I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I do my best to ignore it. Yeah. But no, it is. It's a nonsense. Everyone's been saying it's a nonsense uh, on top of all of the issues that there are with where it is being held, yeah, etc. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's. Let's just hope it never it never happens again in this way. Absolutely. And I would just for the stats based people, the team for um, Serie A fans to support is Serbia with eleven, I think, out of their twenty six. Um, based in based in Serie A, so if you are looking desperately, uh, as I have been on occasion, for somebody to to get behind, then that's the that's the Serie A, that's the Serie A choice. Now, just to go back before we wind up, um, to go back to what I said at the start of the of the episode, we're going to carry on. Now, I don't think there's any Serie B fixtures next weekend, so we can take a break then but then after that Serie B carries on and Marco's suffering continues and we know from feedback that that's what people like most about this podcast <laughs> is hearing is hearing Marco suffer so they don't have to it makes people feel good about their lives yeah when they I'm hear when they I'd hear. like to say I'm happy to provide yeah. that service but so we're I'm going to sure. we're going to carry on in the run up to Christmas we will take a break over the festive season because even we Sad as we are, I like to spend some time with the with the family, but we will carry on. So, as I say, please share this. That's our last kind of look at Serie A. Although I'm sure there'll be issues come up at the World Cup that you know, despite Marco's aversion to speaking about it, that we may that we may mention as well. But we'll take a break next week, and then Serie B's back, and we'll see if um, Pete Doherty can inspire Venezia <laughs> to victory. But as always, we'll thank- see if I'm still. Uh, uh- Follow allowed to follow the Venezia account. Also, um, we al- should do a countdown to my banner. Countdown to being <laughs> muted. Yep, to being yeah, blocked. Exactly. When yeah. will Marco be blocked? We'll have a we'll have a sweepstake on <laughs> we'll have a sweepstake on that one. I think if there's I don't know if there's somebody down the bottom of the league that you can lose to that uh, in one weekend and possibly another celebrity appears in a Venezia strip. I would say that would be the perfect storm. <laughs> <laughs> we'd probably be probably sign off. Anyway, we've 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 gabbled on enough um it's always always a pleasure as always if you liked what you heard or even if you didn't like what you heard please share it like it let everybody know about it and we'll be back in a couple of weeks same as say with an update on whether marco's been blocked by venezia's twitter or not (laughs) see you then